The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Reps Podcast. I'm so excited to be sitting down and chatting with all of you today. It's been a little while, and I'm really, really excited to break out the mic and go through some information today that I think will be super beneficial to most people, whether it's now, in upcoming months, years, a different season of your life, whatever it may be. I think the information for today is pretty common and frequently asked if you are involved at all in the world of fitness or health even a little bit. And that is weight loss, specifically cutting, (laughs) going into a cut or cutting for summer, especially for this time of the year. And as a health and fitness coach and working with dozens and dozens of women, this topic has been brought up several times over the last few days and weeks. Enough so that I was like, you know what, let's compile all this information together and let's do an entire podcast on it. So today's episode is all about getting bikini bod ready and getting all set up and good to go for the summer. And no, going into a cut or a fat loss phase does not particularly apply, you know, just to the summer months or just for the warmer bikini season. But for most of us, this is kind of the next season that we are going to be embarking on. It's freaking March. It is literally March 2022. Like, I don't know where January went. I'm pretty sure February didn't even exist. And now we are three months into the year. Holy moly. The summer will be here before we know it, which for me, living in Connecticut and in the cold winter months, I'm super excited for. But just as quickly as it approaches, it's gone again. So, uh, so many different mixed emotions regarding that. But the point, the premise, the whole idea behind this episode is just to give you guys the ins and outs of going into a cut and to make sure that anyone who is going to be kind of going through this phase for the next few weeks, months, whatever it may be, that you have the right information in order to do so. Because I think a lot of times this time of the year, um, kind of it, it sparks a little bit of panic with a lot of people. You know, we get a little freaked out and oh no, we're not ready that yeah, I can't, you know, I can't put a bathing suit on. I'm not ready for that vacation. Oh my gosh. And then we get involved in all of this bullshit with cutting calories and crazy amounts of cardio. And don't even get me started on the fad diets, like just left and right. How quick can I lose X amount of weight? in X amount of time. Like it's such crap. And unfortunately with the pressure, so to speak of summer kind of coming up from behind here. I mean, a lot of people fall very much victim to the false advertising of a lot of these different tips and tricks to get ready for the summer. And hear me out. We all deserve to look and feel our very best for the warmer months, especially when clothes are a little limited and we're a little bit more exposed. You want to feel that confidence. You want to feel like you are working hard for the body that you're in and you feel proud as hell to walk around in those shorts or that swimsuit that you maybe didn't wear last year. Like everyone deserves to feel like a freaking champ for the summer months all year round, really, but we're focusing on the summer. So I want to make sure that after listening to this podcast, you guys have an idea of how to do that and more so how to do it the right way. 
Because like I said, there are so many things out there that are going to try so hard to grab your attention and really reel you in to get ready for the summer, some of which may work, a lot of which will not. So I'm going to cover today kind of what a cut is, because you'll hear that term a lot if you're not familiar with it. Um, a lot of people refer to the you know prep before the summer as you're cutting for summer. Cutting what? body fat, most likely, but um, just want to cover what exactly a cut is. Um, Also some pre-cut, pre-calorie deficit questions that I want you guys to think about and kind of reflect on. I'm also going to cover my insights, kind of do's and don'ts for nutrition, as well as workouts and how to make it sustainable. Um, And that last part is always the most important piece. And that's definitely the way I try to approach not only my personal fitness journey, but also the way I approach this time of the year with all of my clients as well, Um, because nothing worth having comes easy and anything you're able to accomplish and master within, you know, a three week shred, you're not going to be able to hold on to it. I can almost guarantee you that. So I'm also going to do a little bit of a Q&A at the end of this episode as well, just to kind of run through some of the questions that were asked on my Instagram with the question box that I left there and really just make this as interactive and informative for you guys as possible. So let's roll right in. Okay, so first things first, what is a cut? What is a cutting phase? How do you cut for summer? What the heck does that even mean? So in a broad sense, that means basically just decreasing your overall body fat percentage to get you down a little bit leaner than you maybe are for the remainder of the year um, during the summer warmer months, right? Bikini season, bathing suit season, short, short season, the whole nine yards. You want to feel and look your best when you're a little bit more exposed uh, for those warmer months. And again, like I said, I live in Connecticut. So you bet your butt the winter months, I am bundled up from head to toe, um, which is a lot of times why people will bulk or build during those months because you're more covered. And then for the summer months, when you're more exposed, you want to shed off some of that excess body fat that you maybe put on during the winter months. So it kind of cycles through. So when you're referring to a cut for summer, again, this is very individual. It's not like a designated period of time during, you know, the spring where everyone cuts. No, it's just a very commonly used term that basically explains this pre-summer period of time to get you looking and feeling your best. So if you've been around the block and you've done this whole cut for summer thing once or twice or maybe three or four times, you know it takes a good freaking deal of time. Like a lot of time. Like more time than most of us think it will take. And that work usually starts now. Like Now, March, beginning of March, mid-March, like, I mean, April, May, there's no right or wrong time to do it. It it depends on where you're at, how much you have to lose and what you're going for, for that summer bod. Um, But the long and short of it is it takes a lot of time. So most of us wind up starting slowly that process now, again, to go back to that sustainability approach so that you're not, you know, going balls to the wall crazy with 65 hours of the Stairmaster cardio the week before your vacation. Because who the hell wants to do that? No one, nor is it going to work. So hard work starts now. And truthfully, you should have been putting in that hard work for all of the months prior to. We don't sit on our butts for the winter months. Our goals just look a little bit different. So that is kind of what the cut is. You're cutting body fat. And obviously, some of that muscle mass will come with it a little bit, which I've touched on in previous episodes. But the goal for any sort of weight loss, fat loss phase prior to summer is to decrease your overall body fat percentage. But 
before you automatically assume and you're listening and you're like, hell yeah, I want to cut for the summer. I want to shed some body fat for the summer. I want to look lean and toned and fit in my bikini. Like before you get sucked into that and you automatically decide right here and now that this is your time to enter into a cut, let's backpedal a little bit. You have to make sure your body is ready for this phase because not everyone is. And that's something that's not really talked about. It's like, oh, everyone bulks for the winter and they cut for the summer. Like, no, no. If your body is not ready for either of those phases or any of these phases, it, you don't just do it. And that is probably one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn through my own fitness journey is you have to actually listen to your body. Crazy concept, really, because someone as hard-headed and strong-willed as I am I don't want to listen to my body when it's telling me to slow down. If it's telling me to go harder, go faster, do more, sure. I'm all in, sign me up. But when my body's telling me like, hey, this isn't the best time for this right now, I usually just turn down that volume and turn up the music in my headphones and go a little harder. So like I said, listening to your body to determine if now is the right time and now is a good time to go through a cutting phase has to happen first. So if you're even considering going through a fat loss phase, entering into a calorie deficit, doing all of these things that I'm about to talk about, we have to consider a few things first. One of those things is compliance. Ask yourself, like, am I going to be compliant? Am I actually going to do each of these things consistently? If you're like, yeah, no, then don't even start. And I mean that I'm not trying to be blunt or rude and tell you to give up now, you know, quit while you're ahead sort of deal. I just mean you're going to wind up spinning your wheels in circles because you're not going to see the progress you want to see. Because if that compliance is not at least, I don't know, 90%, it's not doing you any good. You're putting in all this hard work to only backpedal. It's, It's a waste of your time. So before you start this journey, before you start all these extra things, make sure that you are ready to commit to them. Make sure you're ready to be compliant with these targets. If you have a coach, you make sure you're ready and you're willing and you're able to listen to that coach. Number two is going to be your stress levels. This is one of the key indicators of overall health, fitness, body composition, what you look like, what you feel like, all of it. And if you right now can be honest with yourself and you are a hyper stressed out frantic maniac seven out of seven days of the week. This is not your time. Your time will come, but now is not your time. You have to be in a good place with your overall stress levels in order for your body to even respond to a cut, to even be able to burn any body fat, to even be able to, you know, successfully handle a calorie deficit. If your stress levels and your cortisol levels are through the roof and you know it because your body's telling you that now is not the time to add a layer of stress to that by doing a calorie deficit and doing a bunch of cardio and doing a bunch of things to get ready for the summer. If this is you, it's so much more important and so much more beneficial to take these next few weeks and like calm the F out, chill out, relax, bring those stress levels down a little bit, and you'll have a much easier time with your cut, even if you start later. Number three to consider, what's your career like right now? Are you traveling a lot? Are you away every weekend? Are you, you know, 
leading the pack and having like if your career and travel and all of that is taking priority number one because you just got a crazy promotion and now you're head CEO of the da 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 whatever it is, first off, congrats, fuck yeah, that sounds amazing. But are you gonna be able to add anything to that schedule right now? If the answer is no, then the answer is no. Next one is mental health. How are you mentally? You are currently, hi, listener, listening to the Mental Reps podcast. Why is my podcast called that? Because your mental health, your mental reps, your mental state of mind determines 100% your physical body, your physical being, your physical progress, all of it. So if your mental health is like a little wishy-washy, we're going through some stuff right now, whatever it may be, that needs to be prioritized as number one in order to be compliant, in order to bring down stress levels, in order to be able to handle anything that needs to be focused on and resolved first. And that might not be a quick fix and that's okay. But wouldn't you rather take care of your mental health and be strong as hell up here? I'm pointing to my brain because I know you guys can't see me. Wouldn't you rather be stronger up here and then be able to handle anything that comes your way physically? Yeah. Me too. So that needs to happen first. Next on this list is your diet history. If you have been a fad diet queen for the last however many years or months, this is not your time. This cut for the summer is not another fad diet. This is not another quick fix or, you know, six week challenge. It's it's none of that. And if your diet history shows, you know, under eating or not eating the right foods or overeating, like that needs to be looked at and analyzed and assessed first before jumping into a calorie deficit. And for most women out there, the more and more I work with women and the longer I've been a coach, the more I'm starting to realize how common it is to undereat, especially as a female. And we are always taught and always thought that like smaller is better, less is more. Oops, I forgot to eat a meal. Haha, <laughs> like I'll just have my coffee. Like, no. If you are a chronic undereater and you know it, right? You're you're a have an iced coffee at noon, maybe have like a banana at like two, and then you have dinner and that's it. Like if that's you, how are you going to subtract from that to enter into a calorie deficit? What are you going to do? Cut out the banana and then you're left with an iced coffee and your dinner? Like you're not in a good place with your nutrition, with your metabolism, with your intake to be able to handle a calorie deficit. You will simply not see any results from it and you'll wind up doing more harm than good. So if you're listening to this and and you're kind of going through each of these things, any of these catch your eye is like, ooh, yeah, that's me. Fix that shit first. Fix that shit first before you start to enter into a cut and add all this extra stress and crap to your already full plate, mentally, physically, whatever it is. Handle those things first before you can even take this next step. All right, so you handled all that and you're like, okay, none of that applies. I'm feeling pretty good. I went through a little bit of a building phase through the winter. I'm just kind of doing my thing and I'm ready to shut down a few pounds for summer and I'm, I'm in a good spot. Awesome. That's exactly where you need to be. And it's not, you know, a luxury to be there. You have to be there before you can start any sort of successful cut. So if you go through each of those things, you're in a good place. Phenomenal. We can move on to step number two. However, step number two is not slashing your calories in half and then hopping on the treadmill in a hoodie. It's not happening. That's not going to help. That's not going to work. And I'm sure that's everyone's first instinct is like, I'm going to cut. 
So then you like, you know, increase your cardio to like obscene amounts and you decrease your food and you just assume that you need to be starving for the next few months in order to be like bikini body ready. And that's simply not the case. Take it from me in my own personal experience who have I've done that. I've literally decided like, yeah, okay, starting today, I'm just going to like not really eat and I'll just like put a sweatshirt on and like go run some sprint intervals. That'll do it. It didn't work. It's not going to work for you. It didn't work for me. It's not going to work for anybody. And you're going to be miserable. You're literally going to be miserable and you're going to run your body into the ground before summer even gets here. Okay, so that is not step two. We're going to start step two with nutrition because in all honesty, the biggest thing that changes in cutting for the summer is your food, your nutrition, your intake, the quantity, the quality, all of it takes a little bit of a shift from winter months to summer months. Um, And there is a lot of, like I said before, fad diets, tips, tricks, trends, you know, shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning type of things that everyone assumes, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. That's what I should do. And in reality, I mean, those things sound appealing and they're like, ooh, like that's, that's what I'm doing. And it's like gives you something to kind of like place your emphasis on, but you're placing your focus on the wrong thing. So a few do's and don'ts when it comes to nutrition regarding a cut for the summer. One, do start tracking your food if you do not do so already. Okay, so I've talked about this a lot in previous episodes and podcasts. Tracking on MyFitnessPal or any app, it doesn't have to be that. That's what I use. But tracking your food in general is the really only way to get a handle on what you're consuming right? And you're not tracking as a means to restrict yourself or tracking as a means to, I can't eat that. I can't eat this. Anyone who has tracked macros and used my fitness pal for long enough, we all know it's, it's a tool for education and it's a tool to essentially allow you to eat the foods that you maybe thought you couldn't. So if you are not using some sort of calorie or food tracker, I highly recommend it just to get a starting point. Because I keep throwing around that term calorie deficit. And the only way to enter into a calorie deficit is if you know personally for yourself where and how much you are currently eating. From that point, you just pull down a little bit. So by tracking your food and getting a kind of a handle on where you're currently at, say that's around 2,200 calories for the day, that's your starting point. And then to enter into a calorie deficit, you're just going to eat a little bit less than that. You know, a calorie deficit by definition is not 1,200 calories. It's not 1,100 calories. It's not this, like everyone gets so caught up in that stupid freaking number, myself included. I was there that, you know, you assume that's what you need to eat for a deficit. That's what I need to eat to lose weight. Hell no. Your calorie deficit is determined by you and your body and what you are currently eating to maintain your weight. Okay, so start tracking your food, get a feel for where you're currently at. and I'll give you a starting point to be able to kind of pull and shift and move from there. Once you have that point, do decrease your calories slowly, 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 way slower than most of us think. Okay, so a good rule of thumb is anywhere from around 5 to 10% as needed. There is no specific rule in cutting for summer that says you have to cut your calories every week, every two weeks, every month. It, it, in reality, you could cut your calories one time be in that deficit, maintain that, kick ass at everything else, and you'll lose all the weight you need to for summer, 
right? So a good rule of thumb is decreasing from wherever your maintenance is, wherever you're currently eating by about five to 10% of your calories. So if you're eating 2000 calories, figure out about five to 10%, decrease that and then go from there day to day. That'll help you kind of get a good rule of thumb. And again, as needed, if the scale is coming down and continuing to come down, don't move it. Keep food there, right? After two, three, four weeks, if it stops moving, then yeah, decrease again by about five to 10%. Slow and steady. Okay. It's the best way to do it. Do not, like I said, jump to a 1200 calorie diet thinking that is the way to cut for the summer. Guys, I've had clients, I've had women who cut for the summer at 2100 calories, 2100. Do you know how much food you can eat in a day for 2100 calories? A lot. Okay. Going back to Susie Sunshine eating, you know, a coffee, banana, and dinner. That's probably maybe a thousand, maybe if you're having a hefty dinner. Cutting at 2,000 plus calories is so sick. And I say that because I freaking love food. I love it, I love it, I love it. And who doesn't wanna be able to eat as much as possible while losing weight? That's the name of the game. So when you're adjusting calories for your cut, go slow and steady. Don't try to punish your body and just cut them in half. It's, it's You're gonna be miserable, okay? When it comes to your food itself, do rely on more high volume foods to keep you full and satisfied. So what I mean by high volume is think about sitting down at your kitchen table and you put your plate in front of you, you're about to eat dinner. Does your dinner take up the entire space of the plate or does it take up only this tiny little section? Another visual, think about like a giant salad with like roasted veggies and some shrimp in there and you've got some fruit tossed in and like think about how big that would be versus like eating a McDonald's hamburger, how small that little patty is, right? Volume foods. And in all honesty, that McDonald's burger for like the size of your palm probably is more calories than that gigantic salad with all the fruits and veggies and shrimp and everything I just listed. So the more high volume you can eat, it'll keep you full and satisfied for longer and allow you to eat less calories than you're used to without feeling super, super hungry. Okay. So the high volume foods help a ton. I try to add as many fruits and veggies into every single meal that I eat as possible. Um, I just like eating a big old plate. If you put a whole plate in front of me, no matter what it is, I'm going to finish it. That's how I eat typically. So it makes more sense when I'm cutting to fill that plate with less calorie dense options. Okay. Another do is do keep your protein intake high. High protein intake helps with pretty much every goal out there. And I know that sounds super broad, but it's very true. It helps with muscle building. It helps with fat loss. It helps with maintaining. It just, you need protein in your diet. A uh, good rule of thumb for that is about one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And when you start cutting, don't pull from that protein. Keep protein pretty consistent. You don't want to be, you know, eating less protein because, oh, I don't want muscles. I'm trying to cut. Guys, you do want the muscle. The muscle is what's smaller than the fat. We want to keep the muscle, so keep the protein intake high. However, do not rely on protein bars and shakes during a cut. Just don't do it. If you're cutting and your go-to method is like, oh, I'm going to do a protein smoothie in the morning, and then I'll bring this protein bar for lunch, and then for a snack, I'll have these protein waffles. Like, what the hell? No, you need to be eating food. Food, not protein bars, protein shakes, protein this, that, this. And a good way to recognize if it's a food or not is it shouldn't have the word protein in front of it, right? Chicken doesn't need to specify itself as protein chicken 
in order for it to be protein. So if multiple parts of your day, your food, your nutrition has the word protein labeled in front of it, probably should be cutting back on that. Okay. It's going to be a lot harder on your stomach to digest, but more importantly, it's not going to keep you full and satisfied. Again, going back to that volume, think about the size of a protein bar versus the size of like a giant chicken stir fry dinner, right? Both of those could potentially be the same amount of calories, but you're eating a lot more with the whole foods versus just the protein bar. Okay. Another do is do aim to drink one gallon of water a day, 128 ounces. Okay. Start chugging water in general helps a lot with hunger levels, hunger cues, just keeping you satisfied throughout the day. And most times if you are dehydrated, instead of your body being like, Hey girlfriend, drink some water. I'm thirsty. It's going to say, Hey girlfriend, eat something. I'm hungry. When in reality, it's not hungry. And you might've just had your lunch, but because you're not drinking enough water, your body thinks it needs more food. So making sure you're super hydrated during this time helps a lot with fat loss, helps a lot with maintaining your calorie deficit, and also just overall human being functioning, okay? Going along with that is also do try to cook most, if not all would be ideal, of your meals at home. Um, that way you have a lot more control in, as to what you're putting on your plate, what you're putting in your body, how to track it, if it's accurate. Obviously, this does not mean from now until you know June 20, whatever the official start of summer is. That does not mean stay home in a bubble and only eat your meals from home. But if you can make sure about 85% of your food for the week is cooked by you, you'll be in a really, really good place and you'll make this cut a lot easier on yourself rather than trying to guess and check while you're out and about at different restaurants. Last but not least for nutrition, do not restrict yourself. And I know that sounds kind of crazy because you're like cutting and calories are lower and you got to make some swaps and some choices. But if you're craving a double chocolate chip cookie, go eat it. Go have it. The more you restrict and tell yourself, no, and I can't have that, I'm dieting, I'm cutting, I'm blah, 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 it's only going to lead to you overeating. And where you could have had one chocolate chip cookie on, you know, last Tuesday because you were craving it, instead you suppressed that craving for so long that it's now a week later and you didn't have one chocolate chip cookie, you had about 12. And oops, what happened? We just backpedaled on all the progress we've made. So if you're craving something, have it. That's the beauty of tracking. Log that shit in and go about the rest of your day. Okay, don't restrict yourself from certain foods. Just because you're cutting, foods are now not, you know, they're not off limits. They're not illegal. You can still have your ice cream and your cupcakes and your cookies. It's going to be harder to fit it into your targets, but it's absolutely still doable. And from personal experience, I would much rather include it in when I'm craving it instead of suppressing that and then leading to overeating. So those are my do's and don'ts as far as nutrition goes. Hopefully that kind of just brings a little bit of light to some of the myths that some people think they need to follow in regards to cutting for the summer. Because in all honesty, you don't have to do a lot. Less is definitely more when it comes to your food. When it comes to working out for your summer cut, I get asked a lot of questions regarding what to do here. And the biggest one that I always get asked as a health and fitness coach is, should I now be aiming to lift lighter now that I'm in a cut? Hell no. Hell no. You should not automatically try or make your goal to lift lighter now that you are cutting for the summer. You do not need to only work on higher rep ranges you do not need to dial back on any of your strength training, none of that, okay? You still wanna be pushing as hard as humanly freaking possible in every lift, every rep, every exercise, all the time, even in a cut, 
even in a cut. Why? Because doing so will allow your body to maintain the muscle mass that you have on your body. That's a good thing. You want that muscle in place in order to look lean and toned and tight and firm. Okay. That's coming from lifting heavy. That's not coming from sets of 15 bicep curls that literally aren't even causing your arms to burn at all. You're just talking to your BFF at the gym while you're doing it. Lift heavy, lift as hard and as much as you have been in your winter months when calories are up a little bit. Okay. So yes, energy levels may be slightly decreased due to obviously less food coming in, but in all honesty, like you really shouldn't be noticing any difference for a while in the gym, if ever, to be honest, right? Because the goal of a cut is not to get calories as low as possible. The goal for a cut is to keep calories as high as possible while still seeing progress. And in that as high as possible, you're still fueling your body. You're still fueling your lifts. You should still be pushing it like a badass in the gym every day, knowing maybe I might not have as much energy, okay? Maybe you're not going to be pulling as heavy of a deadlift as you typically are right? Maybe in the winter you were deadlifting 225 and now you're in the gym, you know, midway through your cut and 220 is like really freaking heavy. I don't know. Maybe 180 is really freaking heavy. That's fine. All you have to worry about is still lifting as heavy as you can right then and there. Not comparing yourself, not trying to do anything. Just how heavy can I lift for this set? Well, let's do it. Okay. You can still be hitting PRs, You don't need to focus on higher rep ranges. You don't need to do anything different with your workout split or how many days you lift or, okay, instead of four days lifting, should we do four days cardio? No, no. I'm going to say it again. No, you should not be switching to cardio when it comes to cutting for the summer. Cardio does nothing but burn empty calories and more than likely leads to you feeling that like skinny fat look, if you guys know what I'm talking about, okay? That's why lifting is so important. Keeps your muscle mass in where it needs to be. And the calorie deficit is what comes in and takes care of fat loss. There is no specific workout in general, no specific lift to target the fat on the backs of your arms. The calorie deficit that you're sticking to in your nutrition side of things, that takes care of the fat in the back of your arms. But what's left there after the fat is gone, that's up to you and the muscle you're building in your workouts. Okay, so that's why lifting is going to be so important. No, you don't have to try to go easier in the gym. That should not be your goal, especially if you just started cutting calories. You're not even going to notice a difference. Maybe by the end of your cut, yeah, you're not lifting as much, squatting as much. That makes perfect sense. But for these first few weeks, even first few months, you really shouldn't notice too much of a difference because you shouldn't be decreasing your calories so drastically. Okay, so when it comes to cardio in general, you can add it in, but less is always more. Okay, so wait to see how your body is responding with the changes in your nutrition before you go in and add an additional variable to the equation, right? Because if nutrition is taking care of things and you cut your calories a little bit and you're feeling pretty good, you know, lifts are going well, scales coming down, body fat's coming down, you're feeling awesome. There's essentially no need to go in and add another stimulus to the situation with a recipe that's already working. Let that continue to work for as long as it will. Eventually, it's going to stop working. At that point, you can then either A, cut calories a little bit more, or B, move your body a little bit more, which is then where cardio would come in. And this can be really any form that any form that you like and you'll stick to. If you're like a list cardio kind of gal, you'd rather just go out on like a moderate intensity hike or walk, go for it. 
If you're like, hell no, I got to get a hit session in. I like to be sweaty. I want to be moving 15 minutes. Let me do it. Go for it. If you want to slave away on the Stairmaster, which I low-key like from time to time, go for it. All right, find something that's going to work. But again, add it in slowly. See how your body responds. Adding in cardio doesn't mean now you're on the stairs three times a week for 60-minute sessions. Add it in once, see what happens, and then you can go from there. Okay, so nutrition is covered. Workouts, your beast mode knit, looking good, feeling better. Now it comes down to lifestyle for a cut because I do think that this is something that needs to be talked about as well in order for you to successfully cut for the summer or really any point of your life. You're going to need to make lifestyle changes in order for your body to respond and to be able to physically see any of the hard work that you've been putting in for months and months prior to. Okay, so being in a cut, you're going to need to make sacrifices. It's inevitable. You're going to need to say no to certain things. You're going to need to pass up brunch or a night out or the third happy hour of the week. You're going to need to say no. And in all honesty, it should come relatively easy to say no. If any of this matters enough to you, you should know that the hard work you're putting in all week long is not worth going out and overdoing it at a happy hour on Friday again. Like you did that last week. Say no. Stay in, cook food at home, offer to do something differently with your friends. Like you're going to have to make sacrifices, okay? Because there's no success without it. It really, it, it comes down to as simple as that. And that's anything in life. That has nothing to do with being in a cut for the summer. This is the most specific example I can think of. Anything in life worth having, you're going to have to sacrifice some shit for. And you want to know why? Because if you kept doing the same things that you've been doing now, trying to cut for the summer, you're not going to be any more cut for the summer. You're going to look the same you do right now because you're doing the same shit right now. Okay. So start getting used to saying no. And I'm not talking about every night of the week, every time plans come up, every time you, but if there are certain things that you know, you just go way overboard on. Maybe it is happy hour. Maybe it's drinks out on Saturday night. Maybe it's, I don't know, cupcakes. I have no idea. Whatever your thing is that you're like, yeah, I blow it every time. And you like laugh about it a little bit. That's fine. But if you want to look any different for the summer, you're going to have to learn to say no. And again, it shouldn't be too difficult of a task to do if your why is important enough to you. Why do you want to look good this summer? Why do you want to be more confident this summer than you were last summer? Why are you doing any of these things? If that why is strong enough, saying no shouldn't be the hardest thing in the world. Okay. So get used to doing that. Um, next piece of advice with lifestyle is just don't, don't leave your summer shred to the last three to four weeks before the summer, before that vacation, before that, you know, boat day with all your friends, whatever it is, like be realistic with your progress and think of it like this. If your vacation is three weeks from now, how much progress did you make the last three weeks? I guarantee not a lot. How much progress do you think you're going to make in these next three weeks before vacation? I guarantee not a lot. Everything in fitness takes a lot of freaking time. If you think it's going to take you six weeks, it's going to take 12 or longer. If you think it's going to take six months, it's going to take a year or longer. So leaving your summer bod, summer shred to like the end of May, June type deal, you're going to wind up falling into the trap of some sort of fad diet to try to get the weight off quickly. And it's not going to work. And maybe it does for a little bit, but you're going to be miserable during that process. Whereas 
your friend who started six months ago is already feeling good. And she's just maintaining her progress for the summer. She's not worried about working her ass off. She's just doing what she's doing. So expect to make sacrifices, expect this to take a little bit longer than usual and expect to be a little bit hungry. Okay. You're in a calorie deficit. You're in a situation on purpose that you are putting your body through something where you're literally giving it less energy than it needs, that it has to actually pull from its own fat storage in order to just sustain life. And I know that sounds really dramatic and partially because it is a little dramatic, but that's basically what a calorie deficit is. You're forcing your body to get rid of some of itself in order to continue doing what it's doing, living, breathing, working out, being active, going to work, all of that. So yeah, you're going to be a little hungry. Yeah, your brain and your body is going to signal to you, hey girl, I'm a little hungry. And honestly, that's okay. Should you be starving for six months? No. Should your stomach be growling every hour of the day? No. Should you be lightheaded and feeling faint after your workout? No, 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 no. There's a big difference between too much and just not enough. You know what I mean? Like there is a fine line there. And if you are feeling any of those symptoms, you need to be eating more because this is not a successful, sustainable summer cut. Okay. So expect to be a little hungry, expect to go to sleep at night with like a little bit of like, yeah, I could probably eat something else, drink some water, go to sleep. Okay. You will get used to that hunger feeling. And the reason our bodies don't like to be hungry and will continually remind you and send you signals to eat something is because our ancestors, like our genetics in our DNA, the way human beings came to be is hungry. (laughs) We, through our ancestors, like we didn't have enough food ever. That's why it's so easy for us to store fat and so hard for us to get rid of it because our bodies want that. It's like a protective layer in case for some reason we have to go through a whole drought or a whole, you know, season of life with very minimal food. It's like we're preparing for something that more than likely will not be the case. So you have to force your body to like be okay getting rid of some fat. So that's going to come with a little bit of fighting from your body that you're a little bit hungry, but it's expected, it's normal, and it needs to be kind of worked with, not worked against. Last thing I want to talk through is just my own personal experience with kind of going through different cuts and different seasons of my fitness. So for cutting specifically, um, I'll sum it up like this. I don't function well with low food. I don't, I get really hungry. I get really cranky. I get super annoyed. Like it's not how I function. I just, it's not. So for me and my cut for the summer, I would so much more rather rely on moving my body more and creating my calorie deficit that way than drastically cutting my calories super low, right? Because a, a calorie deficit is simply eating less than you're burning. So if I just burn a lot more, I don't really have to move my intake very much. Um, And that's the way that works best for me. Why? I love being active. I love getting to the gym. I love spending time outside for the summer, going on walks and hikes. I mean, if you're by a beach, go surfing, play Frisbee, just move your body. I would so much rather do that for like an excessive amount of time for the day, just unintentionally than be, you know, chewing my nails because I'm so hungry and I'm so annoyed with this calorie deficit. And then I'm arguing with everyone. I'm in a bad mood and da, 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 da. That's not where I want to be. So I like to just move more. 
right? I will extend my workouts a little bit. I will aim for anywhere between 12K to 14K steps a day. I will go for extra walks. I'll take up any opportunity I can to go hiking. Like I enjoy that. And that way I get to eat a little bit more without being a cranky bitch all summer long because that's no fun for me or anybody around me. Okay, so that's what works in in regards to my cut. And in all honesty, I don't do anything drastic for any season of my fitness journey. I am a relatively lean person. I stay pretty lean all year round um, because I don't do it in an unsustainable way that I need to like give it all up for the winter because I've been pushing my body so hard all summer to be shredded that I just need a break. It's like I didn't really change much. And I'm not really going to change much to bulk either. Like I kind of fluctuate back and forth between five to maybe like eight pounds down and up for like summer versus winter. And either direction is super sustainable for me. And it doesn't take these drastic change my entire lifestyle type of things, right? I have to make a few more sacrifices in the summer. Sure. I have to expend a little bit more energy, maybe do a few more cardio sessions a week. Sure. And that's pretty much it. And then the winter rolls around and maybe I cut back on a few of those extra things and I eat a little bit more, but it's nothing drastic. And that's what works best for me because I don't do well in extremes. I don't do well, extremely hungry. I don't do well, extremely full. I don't do well, extremely sweaty and six hours of cardio because I'm not like, just chill, find what works for your body, make minimal adjustments as much as possible and go for slow and steady. So if you are trying to lose weight for the summer, a good rule of thumb is around a half a pound to a pound down a week. So do the math. If you're trying to lose 10 pounds, you got to figure out kind of where you're at in regards to that weight loss and how long it's going to take. And then start now, right? Extra time is never a bad thing. If you start now and you hit your goal weight by May 1st, hell yeah. Kudos to you. That's freaking amazing. Guess what? You now get to just kind of maintain that weight, that progress for the whole summer. Instead of starting May 1st and then you're struggling mid-July because like you're going here and you're getting invited out and you have vacations and it's harder to stay on track, like put the hard work in now to just be able to enjoy that body that you've built and the skin that you're in and just being confident as hell through that season of life rather than stressing that you started too late. So I'm not trying to rush anyone or get anyone to like jump into a cut as soon as they hear this live or this, this podcast. It's just keep that in mind. Keep your progress in mind. Think about the last 10 weeks, how much progress you were able to make. Now think about the next 10 weeks. What's your goal, right? Figure that out. Start sooner than later. And honestly, guys, if you are lost or you're thinking back to last summer and you're like, yeah, that just was not it for me. I was struggling. I was up. I was down. I started too late and then I started too early. Like hire a coach, hire a freaking coach, invest in yourself, your happiness, your confidence, your body, your health that's an investment worth making. That might be more of a better investment than the investment to Turks and Caicos this summer, right? Because that's an investment that's going to pay off every single day from now until forever if you hire the right coach, right? If they're teaching you along the way. So I think for any beginner, really anyone struggling, that's a really good move to make and a way to kind of cut some corners in a good way in terms of not having to learn from trial and error. You'll have a coach there to kind of help you out. And I actually do have a few spots available on my roster for March. So if you're listening to this and you are interested in coaching or potentially working together, we can definitely start that conversation. Shoot me over a DM. I don't know if you guys can message me on this platform, but 
shoot me over a DM on Instagram. It's just my first and last name. I would be more than happy to kind of talk through some options and just kind of figure out a game plan because everyone deserves to be a fit queen for the summer feeling confident as hell, just doing you living life to the absolute fullest. So hopefully this helps to be able to kind of get the, get the ball rolling in regards to that cut and kind of what does and does not need to happen. But if you guys have any additional questions, you want me to go over anything specifically, like I said, going to be doing a bit of a Q and a, which I'm going to probably attach to the end of this episode. Stay tuned on that. Um, just to kind of answer some more questions as well. So that is it for this episode of the mental reps podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week.